0: John 3 and 8. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but cannot, canst not tell whence it cometh and whither it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. Luke 12 and 48. I'm hastening now. But he that knew not and did commit things worthy of stripes shall be beaten with few stripes. For unto whomsoever much is given, it's a very familiar passage, of him shall be much required. And to whom men have committed much of him, they will ask the more. Mark 1, verses 4 through 8. Mark 1, verses 4 through 8. John did baptize in the wilderness. I love this passage. And preached the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. And there went out unto him all the land of Judea and they of Jerusalem. And were all baptized of him in the river of Jordan, confessing their sins. There's power in confession. And John was clothed with camel's hair and with the girdle of skin about his loins and he did eat locusts and wild honey and preached saying, there cometh one mightier than I after me, the latchet of whose shoes I am not worthy to stoop down and unloose. And here's what I really want to focus on today. I feel it in the Holy Ghost. I indeed have baptized you with water, but he, but he, shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost. If you would put your Bibles down behind you now, would you lift your hands towards heaven and would you call on the name of the Lord with me? Jesus, right now, in your matchless name, in the all-powerful name of Jesus Christ, I ask, Lord, that you would fill this room with your presence, that you would fill this room among every man, woman, and child that is represented here today. I feel your spirit today, Lord. You've already given us a slight demonstration of your power and of your anointing. But I'm asking for something greater here today. Not for my own satisfaction. Not to make me look good. But I'm asking that you would do a work in the house today. Beyond what we can expect or even think. Beyond what our thoughts can comprehend today. Because we need you today. And everyone said, in Jesus' name. Amen and you may be seated I want to preach to you for just a short time I think most preachers say that But I mean it today For just a short time On this simple title Holy Ghosted Holy Ghosted Are you with me? All right. In 1809 Napoleon conquered Austria It took him eight battles And four months of fighting The river called the Danube Everybody say the Danube Beautiful To do it, but he did it. All the world watched as Napoleon marched against the Austrians. A nation fell. Austria was conquered and the world watched as it happened. It seems like the world enjoys watching nations fall. We love to report it. It's the bad news that makes the front page headlines and we eat it up like candy. However, in 1809, in that same year that a nation was conquered... There were some births around the world that changed our society and the course of history forever. One of those people that were born in 1809 was a man named Oliver Wendell Holmes Sr. Holmes was a physician and author and he would change the course of medical history in his lifetime. In 1809, Louis Braille was born. He was the man who created the reading system for the blind. Number three, in 1809, one of the greatest poets and writers that history has ever seen was born. His name was Edgar Allan Poe. In 1809, England produced a man that created a dogma, or a theory, if you will, that is still affecting and battling in the world of science today. Charles Darwin was born, and with him comes the theory of evolution. In 1809, one of the greatest men to ever walk the face of the earth, in my opinion, was born. His name was Abraham Lincoln who became our 16th president of the United States of America and proclaimed the Emancipation Proclamation that everyone, everyone is born free. Scientists say that every evening, every evening of the year, sundown and sunrise surely resemble one another. In fact, there is a particular time in every evening that if a person came from a dark room and did not know what, what time of day it was, they would not be able to tell if it was sunrise or sunset. I did not write that, but I read that. Hear me today. There are some people that you are going to come across in your life, and all they are ever going to see is the sunsets of life. And then, miraculously, there are some people you are going to come across that understand that even at evening time, There's going to be a little light. Those people are a sunrise people in a sunset generation. I want to declare and ask something to everyone that is here today. Can you see sunrise while the world is watching sunsets? Can you see as nations are falling? Can you see the power of God coming into existence and coming into play like never before? For he does set up the solitary and he does set the beautiful things against a black backdrop. Are we so busy watching sunsets and watching things of negativity that we cannot see the sunrise of blessings on the horizon? Blessings on our families, on our ministries, on our churches, on our youth groups, and on our cities. I'm here to declare to every man, woman, boy, and girl in the house today, you can still make a difference in this world. I don't care what society is saying or what comes against you. Some of us do not come from a Christian home. Some of us do not come from a church background. But I am here to tell you today that you can make a difference in the hearts and lives of people all around you. It's true. I've come here today to tell you that do not, do, don't you dare sell yourself short and say that you aren't good enough or that you aren't spiritual enough or you haven't gotten there yet or you are not godly enough. I've come today to tell someone that you have been empowered. It doesn't matter what you've done in your lifetime or what has happened to you in your life. God is wanting to give you something That is unbelievably empowering and cannot be taken away by anyone or anything. When you repent of your sins and you turn away from what the Bible says is wrong, you become eligible for this life-changing gift. It's not about what you've done, you see, or what you can't do but it's what you will let God do and let God have and what you will allow God to do in your life. You have the power and the ability to do great and mighty things through the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost. I know it's a very simplistic message and I know exactly what I'm battling today because I've battled it all week. But listen to the man standing on the platform today. All I've come today to do is to simply remind you, you have the ability, you have the power and the anointing through the evidence of the Holy Ghost to do whatever it is you need God to do in your life. But even more so, you have the ability and the power through the evidence of the Holy Ghost to affect the lives of people around you. If you believe that today, put your hands together. Yes, we're going somewhere now. The prophet wrote it this way. He said, there shall be light at evening time. Another great writer of the New Testament said it like this, where sin did abound, grace does much more abound. We must not. I'm here to tell you, we must not be on the banks of the Danube witnessing defeat in this hour. But we must be a part of a sunrise in the lives of people in a sunset generation. Luke the first chapter says it like this Jesus is going to come and he is going to be our dayspring, and he is going to come from on high and he is going to visit us he is going to give us light to those who set in darkness and he is going to guide our feet I will say it again to this incredible gathering of God's chosen people today our best days are not behind us I hope this message is not too simplistic for you we've got to wake up here today I know it's Sunday morning I know it may just be another week to some people but I refuse to accept defeat today I've come to the house of the Lord with a fire in my belly with something to say to the people of God today you cannot accept defeat God has given you the ability and the power to be an overcomer. And I believe it with my whole heart today. Put your hands together, everybody. Yeah, 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 yeah. anointed by God. Can I just affirm you here today? You are a chosen people. You are a royal priesthood. God has ordained you and placed you in this generation and in this century to do a work for him that cannot be done by anyone else. Hear me. When you look around and you think somebody's doing better than you, when you look around and say, well, I wish I was where they were, let me tell you, God did not make a mistake placing you where you are. God did not make a mistake giving you the brain you have. God did not make a mistake placing you in the family you're in. God has designated something extremely specific and particular for you to do for the kingdom. But it's time for us new life to wake up and say, I am qualified. I am able. I am to do exceedingly. You've got to get a hold of that in your spirit. I hope it's not a verse that just falls asleep to you. I hope it's just not something that's been quoted for thousands of years now, and your average churchgoer is tired of hearing the same old thing week after week, Sunday after Sunday, but I've come to realize something. I've come to wake you up today. You have the Holy Ghost, and when you have the Holy Ghost, there is nothing that can defeat you. I wish somebody that knew that to be true would put their hands together now. Come on, I'm preaching right at you here today. No. It doesn't matter what you dragged in here with you today. Is this too too evangelist-style preaching for you? It doesn't matter what you dragged in here today. Whatever baggage you may have or whatever you may be in need of, when you have the Holy Ghost, and I'm going to get to it, You are not lacking anything. Jesus was talking to Nicodemus and he said a strange thing in verse 8. He said, the wind blows wherever it wants to blow. It is going to do whatever it wants to do, whenever it wants to do it. Literally, he was saying that the wind blows however it chooses to blow. The wind blows where it prefers to blow. Across the earth today even, the wind is blowing however it chooses to. And there is nothing that can stop it from doing whatever it wants to do. We all know how strong wind can be. Just watch the news during the summertime and You will hear about all the hurricanes and tornadoes that are happening all across the earth. Wind is an unspeakable, unmatched, and unseen power. It affects land and it affects sea and then everything in its path is affected when it starts to move. Please hear me today because I'm about to start preaching to you right here. There is nothing, and I mean nothing, that is beyond the power of the wind. There is nothing in the world that is more powerful than the wind. In the word of God, if you talk to meteor, Neurologist today, there is nothing that can match the power of the wind. Wind, according to the Webster Dictionary, is simply a current of air that is moving horizontally, that is moving across the surface of the earth at any velocity. I will tell you this today. Wind is powerful. Wind is strong. Wind has the strength that is unbelievable, unmatched. Wind has a force that cannot be reckoned with. Hurricanes, hear me today, I'm preaching to you. Hurricanes are categorized from category ones. Are you familiar? You got quiet on me, I was nervous. Category ones from one to 74 miles per hour to category fives, 156 miles per hour and 25% higher than that. You can do the math. Tornadoes are categorized from F0s to F5s, from 7 miles per hour to 318 miles per hour. What I'm telling you here today is that when the wind blows, it has the power to do whatever it wants to do. There is a mystery of the wind that has always bugged scientists and storm chasers alike They cannot ever figure out what the wind is going to do next or where it is going to go. They have learned to measure the speed and the direction. But that is all they have ever been able to find out. But what we have learned is that no man, object, or thing can control the wind. And here it is. Are you ready? Are you chomping at the bit like I am? Hmm. So Jesus... First comparison of the Holy Ghost, his first comparison of the Spirit, of his Spirit. He didn't refer to it as fire because fire can be put out. He didn't compare it to oil because oil loses its viscosity. He didn't compare it to water because water evaporates, but he compares the Spirit of the Lord or the Holy Ghost to the wind and he compared it to the wind because the wind is powerful and it cannot be stopped the wind blows wherever it wants to blow it does whatever it wants to do wherever it wants to do it whenever it wants to and it cannot be stopped I'm here to tell you today, I don't know what you came into the house with. I don't know what your relationships are like. I don't know what you've carried in here today, but I do have a word for you. If you have the Holy Ghost, you have the ability to shed some things that you're carrying here today. Let me just tell you, God compared the Holy Ghost to the wind for a very specific reason. What's the message today? It's very simplistic. The Holy Ghost cannot be stopped. The Holy Ghost is unstoppable. The Holy Ghost is unmatched. If you have the Holy Ghost, let me just tell you today, you are a tool to be used by God. There is nothing that can stop you. There is nothing that you can't overcome. I'm here to preach to you today. I don't know what you're going through, but if your husband or your wife isn't here, keep doing what you're doing. As long as they've received the Holy Ghost, I promise you that God has the ability to change their heart and their life. I'm talking to you here today. If your kids aren't in the Sanctuary today. Your kids are somewhere and you don't know where they are. If they've got the Holy Ghost, let me just tell you, God can rekindle that. God can use that. It's something that's God given. It can't be taken away by man. I know I'm speaking directly to somebody. If your children aren't in the house today, but you know they've got the Holy Ghost, evidence in speaking in other tongues, I've got a word for you here today. God has not lost sight of them. They still have the ability to come back to. God your husband can come back to God it can happen in the name of Jesus I feel it in the Holy Ghost right now I don't know what it is you have need of but I know that the Holy Ghost gives me the ability to call on things that are not capable of my doing I hope it's not too simplistic for you. I rebuke every attack of the enemy right now. I rebuke every word that the enemy is speaking to you. That it doesn't make sense. I rebuke it right now in the name of Jesus. That you're wishing I would preach something different. That this is something that you've heard for a thousand times. I've come today to wake you up. I've come today to remind you who you are. You've not lost anything. You've not lost anything. The only thing we don't have is whatever we give away. I've come today to tell you... The devil can't take it from you. The enemy can't take it from you. Nothing can give it to you. But God Almighty, and if you've got it today, let me just tell you, you've got the power and the anointing and the fervency and the grace of God on your side. I wish you'd put your hands together today. Not for me, but for the Lord. Yep, that's it right there. That's the Holy Ghost right there. Yep, I see it right there. Come on, whatever it is you need of. If you've got the Holy Ghost, you want to speak it out of your mouth today. Oh! I've got a question for you. You can be seated. It doesn't happen here. I can't remember a time where it has. But have you ever been in a service and it's dead? It doesn't happen here. It's very difficult for us. We're very spoiled. God has blessed us unconditionally. But I've witnessed a few. I'm, I'm sorry to say it. And I take responsibility for that. I mean, the music doesn't sound right and the worship team isn't really grooving and your arms seem so heavy you, you can't lift them. But I've been in services too where all of a sudden you feel a little cold chill. It doesn't always happen this way. Goosebumps cover your body. The hairs on the back of your neck stand up. To all of our guests, I'm sorry if I'm freaking you out. I'm not, we're very normal people. I'll get into what the Holy Ghost is in just a minute. Yes. And I've been in many services and Sister Hammond starts to feel it. And she starts doing her thing. Or Brother Morris starts calling out on the name of the Lord and starts praising God. You'll notice some people get F-0 experiences. And that's okay. And others get F-5s. You've got to look out for the F-5s. They'll blow your house down. You'll notice that then all of a sudden the breeze gets to blowing and the Holy Ghost moves in like a wind and the powerful surge of the Spirit steps in and you're looking around and thinking, "Well." Where did that come from? How, how did that get here? Did, did faith spur that? Or was it something I said or something I did? Was it a song we sung or a prayer I prayed? It can happen all of those ways. But I'm here to preach to you today that what usually happens is the wind just blows. The wind has a propensity to do whatever it wants to do whenever it wants to do it. And let me tell you, you may be able to direct it, but you can't quarantine it and you can't hold it captive. There is nothing that can stop it because the wind is that powerful I've come here today if this is your first time at new life welcome I promise you it only gets better if you've been here for a long time praise God thank you for being faithful but I'm preaching to people today to remind you you have a power in your life you have authority that you need to take advantage of I'm sick and tired of the enemy telling us that we're not capable that we're not able and what we do week after week month after month hear me now we come into church the same old way the same time We come in wanting a word from God. Wanting God to speak to us in a specific way. Wanting to hear something. God, speak specifically to my situation. Speak directly to me. Call me out by name. Do something for me that I know it's you. But we've forgotten. And we've come in week after week. And we have the power inside of us. The power of the Holy Ghost. I hear God saying it right now. I've already given it to you. You have proof. It's not man-made. It's not something I can give you. It's not something pastoral or your parents can give you, but you've gotten the ability to do whatever it is God has called you to do. Listen to me. The callings of God does not mean you've got to stand where I'm standing, but there is a calling on your life today, and you can be reassured by the gift of the Holy Ghost that you have the ability, you have the authority. I'm preaching to you here today. God has given you something that cannot be manufactured by any man, scientist. We can't come up with it ourselves. We can't conjure it up ourselves, but God has given you something that cannot be taken away. Taught it to the young adults a few times. They're probably sick and tired of hearing it, but I love the story. I think it bears repeating. I love the the part in the Bible and I didn't catch it for a long time when when Paul, then Saul, was knocked off his horse. I love that. Uh. Knocked him off his horse, and, and, and what we think is that that's exactly how God's interaction needs to be with us. You can fall victim to that. Well, I'm just waiting for that knock-me-off-my-horse moment. I'm waiting for God to come down and hit me so hard it knocks me to the ground. And then when he speaks to me audibly and tells me exactly what I am to do and asks me why I'm persecuting him, and it gives me the perfect direction in my life that's when I know I'm called by God and I'll do whatever it is he asked me to do. I, I try to read as much as I can and I've read about all the different generations and, 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 and everything that takes place there and, um, and it's interesting. Dealing with the young adults where Sierra and I are teaching them and, and doing whatever we can and spending time with them and they, it's interesting. People will do whatever you want them to do but they just need very specific direction. If you'll just tell me what to do and where to do it and when to do it and how to do it, I'll do it. Me too. I love that. Brother Zach knows every Sunday. Zach, just tell me where we're going in the song, what the words are next. Show the sign to everybody so I'm not held accountable if we mess up. So it's, not, it's not hard. You... But that's exactly where we find ourselves today. The issue is is that we're willing to skip over the process. You're thinking God's trying to get you from point A to point B. He's really just trying to get you from point A to the middle of point A and B. Because he knows that there's a message and an understanding in the middle of from A to B. It's the process that we're constantly trying to skip over. Well, if God would just do this, if God would just do that. And I can understand slightly why God would be frustrated when he's given us the most incredible gift that could ever be given to anyone or anything. Manufactured by God himself. He 's given us the Holy Ghost, and yet we find ourselves struggling day after day, week after week, month after month. Listen to me it doesn't mean that you're not going to struggle. it doesn't mean that life isn't difficult at times, but I've come today to remind you who you are. you are called by God. you are a royal priesthood. Listen to me today. you have the ability to do great things. Do not let the enemy keep lying to you. I don't care what you've done. I don't care what you did last night. God doesn't either. Hear me today. today is a new day and I'm preaching right to. His mercy endureth forever His grace renews itself every morning Hear me today You have the ability to affect the people around you You have got to utilize the gift that only God can give It's the leading and the calling And the gift of the Holy Ghost Would you put your hands together now? It's been a few months ago now It may have been last year We're having one of those Big time services, if you want to say it that way. At the North Campus, one of those big gulps, you know. Everybody's jumping and shouting and God's moving and the musicians are jamming and people are singing. And then we stop singing and keep worshiping. It was awesome. Two sisters came, first time visitors. Yes. Sisters walk in, come down the front, don't know what's going on, but just they're guilty by association. They see everybody else doing it, so they start doing the same thing one of our young ladies walks over to her and starts praying with her and in just a few minutes she receives the Holy Ghost it's awesome it was awesome the service kept going we didn't even teach or preach that day we just worshipped for about an hour and a half it was awesome those two girls are leaving I was at the back of the sanctuary and the girl walks up to me and she says did you hear what happened to my sister? no she got holy ghosted today holy ghosted You know what needs to happen to us? You need to take a minute and get holy ghosted. I hope that's not too simplistic for you. I know you're laughing at me, but let me tell you today, you've got to take the time right now and say, I'm going to bless the Lord. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what it sounds like. I don't care what the person next to me is doing. I've got to get holy ghosted. I'm so desperate for a move of God. I'm so desperate for God to use me and anoint me and charge me and challenge me. I've got to get holy ghosted. I'm taking a little bit of time today. I'm going to get holy ghosted. So I just took that to my own spirit. I said, Yeah, I've got to get Holy Ghosted too. I've got to take the time to get re-Holy Ghosted. Hey, listen to me. You better get out of that religiosity. You better get out of that. You better come on down here with us. And you better get Holy Ghosted all over again. Over and over and over. Come on, you can do it. God wants to give it to you. It's a gift. It's an incredible thing. You've got to have it. God wants to give it to you. You've got to get Holy Ghosted. same service, same service. The girl receives the Holy Ghost. Her sister doesn't really know what's going on. She's dancing around excited. My sister's speaking French and ease. I don't know what that is. Young man, never seen him before. Walks across the front, got a big Rolling Stones t-shirt on. He says, I don't know what this is about. This is better than a Rolling Stones concert. You know what I said, because I'm real quick like that? Yeah, and you can get some satisfaction here. Let me tell you something here today. God can do something so great for you, you're not going to be able to experience it anywhere else. Stop looking for something new. Stop looking for a quick fix. I'm here to preach to you today. You've got the Holy Ghost. It's time for you to take authority and use the power that God has given you today. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, and they were all in one place, that's important. And in one accord, that's very important suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting and it appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire and it set upon each of them and they were all, 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 all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. And the Bible says that therein were 17 nationalities of people from all over. They all came and said, how be it that we see these unlearned Galileans speaking in our language. I'll tell you why it was. It's because The wind is ready to blow and the wind is going to blow and nothing can stop it Nothing can quarantine it. It's going to do exactly what it wants to do hear me today I'm preaching directly to you. I know I'm reading it right to you Governments cannot stop the wind they have tried to disperse or break it up They've tried to disperse the wind, but it was unsuccessful So they finally gave it up up until 1982. This is interesting. They tried an experiment where they would propel silver into the wind and try to break it up and disperse it. But it never, ever even worked one time. So they finally gave up. Your neighbors cannot stop the wind. It doesn't matter what other churches preach or believe. I don't care what they say about the Holy Ghost because I know it's real. And I know the reason it's real because I've received it for myself. And the Bible declares it to be so. And it's for everybody. It's a gift. My mama didn't give it to me. My daddy didn't give it to me my pastor didn't give it to me i wasn't smart enough to get it by myself or manufacture it on my own so they can say whatever they want to say people can do whatever they want to do but god's given me a word today and he's already given you the tools you need to do exactly what it is you need to do so it's time for you to take charge and take action and use the holy ghost that he has given you I'm going to tell you something else that can't stop it. The devil can't stop it. He would like for you to believe that the Holy Ghost isn't real or that you didn't really receive it. But I've got a word for you today. The devil wants you to believe that the Holy Ghost isn't real because he can't have it and he can't give it and he certainly can't take it away. The devil is jealous of you. You need to stop listening to that mess. Get rid of that garbage and utilize the tool and the weapon that God has given you here today. I am sick and tired of the devil lying to you, telling you that you can't do it, that you're not right, that it's all made up and made manufactured. Let me tell you for somebody who's gotten it for himself. I'm not smart enough to manufacture it. I can't, I can't move my mouth that way naturally. It doesn't happen. But the Bible says that it's a gift. It's the greatest thing you could ever receive in your entire life. For some of us, that's really all that's missing. That's it. If you'll get real... And you'll make yourself vulnerable. Now I know that's a dangerous word. People don't like hearing that. I'm vulnerable. But if you believe that God is real, I would hope so you're here today. I'm telling you there is something he wants to give you. I can't give it to you. I can't tell you how to get it. I can give you a little bit of instruction. But God has to take it from there. But when you receive it, hear me today. Watch how things in your life fall together. Watch how the voice of God becomes strong in your life. You need direction. You need a little bit of direction in your life. You need a pathway made. The Bible says that the Bible is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. It's interesting. A lamp is only enough light for the next step. Stop looking for a tractor beam. God's not going to light up the whole thing. Oh! It's just enough for the next step. But let me tell you what your x-ray vision goggles are. It's the Holy Ghost. It's the gift that only God can give you. You've got to give it and get it. And once you get it, it can't be taken away. It can't be removed. God said his gifts are without, yes, repentance. Repentance. Genesis chapter 11 is a powerful story. The Tower of Babel is being erected. It's amazing what happens when people get together in unity of purpose. The Lord had to come down one time and check out a Tower of Babel. He came down and checked it out in verse 5 of chapter 11 in Genesis because, listen to me, they were getting the job done. Now, some of us may not agree with that statement, but he came down because they were getting the job done. But they were getting the job done with inferior materials. They were getting the job done with the wrong method, and they were getting the job done with the wrong motive. Wrong materials, wrong method, wrong motive. But they were getting the job done. The materials were brick and slime instead of stone and mortar, God's materials. The method was to build a tower that would reach the heavens. Or that the top of that tower would be like heaven. In all actuality, it was a cultism. It was a satanic influence thing. It was built by a rebel named Nimrod. Top two worst names I've ever heard. Their motives were to make a name for themselves and not a name for God. But God had to come down and check it out. And in verse 6, the Lord says that they are going to do... Listen to me. They are going to do whatever they imagine in their minds to do. They are not going to be stopped. And the reason they were not going to be stopped is because the people are as one. I said the people are as one. They had one language, they had one speech, they had one motive, they had one purpose. I'm telling you here today, hear me. If unholy unity gets God's attention, what will holy unity do? Oh, I'm preaching to you now. I want you to know that he dispersed their languages. God made them start speaking all different languages and the languages were not regrouped until there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting and it appeared unto them as cloven tongues like as a fire and it set upon each of them all of them and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. What God dispersed in Genesis chapter 11 he brought back together by the infilling of the holy ghost in acts 10. Two, listen to me. You feel like you're an outcast. You don't feel like you're a part of it. Let me tell you how you become a part of God's family. You've got to get the Holy Ghost. You've got to get the Holy Ghost. Evidence in speaking in other tongues. It's a tool you can use. Come on, what God dispersed, he brought back together. It's holy unity. How are we unified? It's by the infilling of the Holy Ghost. If you've got it and I've got it, we can become an unstoppable force that cannot be... Wrecked with anywhere in the world. I'm, I'm right there, I'm almost finished. You may be seated. I read a story about a man who was walking down the side of the road in Texas in the late 1990s. His name was Valentin Grimaldi. He was heading to the city, everybody say the city, from where he lived out in the country when he saw a little movement in the grass. And so he stooped down and ran his hand through the grass to see what it was when suddenly a snake bit him. But when it bit him, it didn't just strike and back off, it it latched onto his wrist and dangled there. There. So, Valentin Grimaldi, he had to be a man's man because of the next thing that happened in the story. It's going to get a little gross, I'm sorry. The story goes, he grabbed that snake, ripped it off of his wrist, put the head of the snake in his mouth, bit the head of the snake off, spit the head out on the ground, took the body of the snake, tied it around his arm as a tourniquet, walked to the hospital... Walks in the hospital. The doctor says, what's going on? He said, a a snake bit me. Well, what kind of snake? Well, it was this one. The doctor said, that's a coral snake. You should be dead. Where did you come from? He said, doc, I just wasn't going to let anything keep me from getting to the city. I've got a word for you here today, and I hope that you receive it. The attack of the enemy has been on your life, on your family, on your home. You're living in it. But let me tell you what the anointing and the power of the Holy Ghost can do you can turn around and all the vipers and all the asps and everything that the devil is sending against you you can bite the head off of it and the same tool that the devil is using to destroy you you can use to save your life let me tell you something here today what you're going through is not for naught. what you're going through today is not by accident but God if you allow him will use the experience and what you're going through to save you to touch you to become closer to you hear me today you have the ability through the anointing of the Holy Ghost to take the attack of the enemy bite his head off use him as a tourniquet and save your own life let me speak to somebody here today the attack that's on your life is not because you're doing bad but it's because you're doing good my mom always says if you're struggling that means you're doing something right you've gotten the devil's attention let me tell you here today God has given you the tool it's called the Holy Ghost to defeat every adversary that comes up against you So stop worrying about the snake bite. I can't tell you what to do with the snakes, but I can tell you what to do about the venom. What you've got to do is you've got to bite the head off. Stop letting that thing live. Why does a lion tamer wear a gun? Because the whip doesn't always work. Ask a few of them. If they really believed in their craft, they'd just go in there with a whip and be fine. But they've always got a sidearm. Well, that's a 900 pound lion. There are some things in life that we just can't let live. You can't let bitterness live. You can't let malice live. You can't let anger live in your life. You can't let a broken heart rule you. You can't let somebody offending you rule you and change how you act and interact with people. Let me tell you here today you need to stop trying to whip those things and put them on the shelf. And you need out the gun not, hear me, it doesn't mean that you kill everything, but there are some things that you cannot let live. You say, well I put them in their place. Well then why do you have a gun then? There are some things, the Bible says that the devil is a roaring lion seeking to whom he may devour. Let me tell you here today, you cannot let that live. You cannot let that continue in your life. I'm preaching to you here today. You've got to kill something. You've got to squash it under your foot and say, nope, today things are changing. Nope, I've got the gift of the Holy Ghost. I'm capable. I'm able. I have power. I have authority. I have dominion. I have an anointing of God on my life and I will not let the enemy rule my life. Stand with me. Would you stand to your feet? I've gone too long. If you've never received the Holy Ghost, it's the most incredible thing that can ever take place in your life. Ask somebody around you. I'm sure they have it. You've got to get it. You've got to get it. It's an incredible thing. It's a gift. The Bible calls it a gift something that God wants to give to you. You don't have to beg for it, but God wants to give it directly to you. And the Bible speaking in tongues is not the Holy Ghost, it's the evidence. Of you having the spirit of God inside of you It's more than just accepting God as your personal savior It's the proof of you showing He's given me a spirit And here's how I know It's a beautiful thing So I'm preaching to everybody who doesn't have the Holy Ghost But I'm also preaching I prayed, Lord you gotta give me something to preach to everybody And I'm sorry this is what he gave me But if you do have the Holy Ghost It's important that you get Holy Ghosted You've got to get Holy ghosted on a daily basis, preferably every time you're in here, you've got to get Holy ghosted. Come on. You have the Holy ghost. It's been speaking to you. You know, right from wrong. Mm, I feel that it's working. You've just got to, you've got to allow it to do what it does. Mm -hmm. Would you lift your hands with me now? Would you do all across this place? And would you just thank him for your spirit, for his spirit now? Lord, we thank you for your spirit that you've given to us. Yes, when the veil was torn, God, you did a great thing for us. Yes, I pray that your spirit, Lord, would fall in this house. That we would be reminded right here and right now that we have been given the greatest thing that the world has ever seen. It's specifically manufactured by God himself. Yes, yes, yes. These altars are open. If you want to come pray, seek for God. I'm encouraging you. If you don't come, would you find somebody close to you? Would you ask them if they have the Holy Ghost evidence in speaking in other tongues? Are you comfortable enough to do that? You should be. Would you find somebody close to you? Would you link up with somebody close to you now? Yes, thank you. Thank you. And if they don't have the Holy Ghost, hopefully you can walk them through to help them to receive it. And if they do, would you pray that God would strengthen that thing that he's given you? Come on, would you do it now? God's given it to you a long time ago, and you haven't exercised that muscle in a long time. Right now is the time. Today is the day. Come on, we've got a few minutes. Come on, we've got a few minutes right here and right now. I thank you for your gift that you've given me, God. I thank you for your gift that you've given me, God. Yes, 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 yes.